0: Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to Brain Stuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, Brain Stuff. Lauren Vogelbaum here. There's a huge gulf between your standard pop culture pirates and the real-life criminals who inspired them. Movies, novels, and TV shows expect pirate characters to embrace sort of rigid stereotypes, including some with no historical basis. Uh, But these narratives tend to get one thing right. Uh, Just like many of their fictional counterparts, the pirates of yore had a healthy fear of scurvy. Uh, Caused by a prolonged lack of vitamin C in one's diet, scurvy has been affecting people since time immemorial. Symptoms include tooth loss, slow healing wounds, and arrested bone growth. And if left unchecked, it can ultimately result in death from internal bleeding. So, in other words, this ailment is far more dangerous than you may realize. And scurvy remains at large today, with those living in poverty being especially prone to the disorder. Many animals, including over 4,000 kinds of our fellow mammals, never get scurvy because they produce their own vitamin C. But a handful of creatures are unable to manufacture it. These unlucky beasts include fruit bats, guinea pigs, and primates like us. Scientists don't know why our ancestors lost the ability to make vitamin C. Other species use a specific gene to create an enzyme that's needed for the vitamin's production process. However, in the human body, that gene isn't functional. We thus have no choice but to acquire vitamin C by ingesting it. Lemons, oranges, and other citrus fruits are loaded with the stuff, as are fresh green veggies like broccoli and spinach. You can also find it in potatoes, tomatoes, and red peppers, among other things. That actually might help explain humankind's gene problem. Our distant ancestors lived in lush tropical areas and got plenty of vitamin C in their fruit-heavy diets. And so, if a random mutation prevented some individuals from manufacturing the vitamin, it wouldn't have hurt their odds of survival because fruits and vegetables were widely available. Since the mutation was harmless, natural selection didn't weed it out. And over time, the genetic quirk spread. Unfortunately, by the dawn of human civilization, Homo sapiens had settled in places where vitamin C-rich foods weren't always easy to find. But okay. Why do we need vitamin C, and what happens when we don't get it? Vitamin C plays a critical role in the synthesis of collagen. Collagen is a type of protein that your body uses to add structure, strength, and flexibility to all kinds of different tissues. Tendons and bones derive much of their support capacity from collagen fibers. Collagen also makes your skin tough but elastic, and helps blood clot and cuts to heal when injured. It also lends a hand in reinforcing the walls of your blood vessels and your internal organs. To keep making collagen, a healthy and properly fed human body will burn through about 8 to 10 milligrams of vitamin C every day. Uh, That's about 0.0003 ounces, Uh, although it's recommended that adults eat at least 10 times that amount. And if that sounds like a small number, it kind of is. You can get your daily recommended intake by eating an orange, or a cup worth, about 250 milliliters, of fruit or vegetables like strawberries, bell pepper, or brussels sprouts. And fruits and veggies aren't the only place you can get vitamin C. Case in point, many of the Arctic's indigenous peoples, who for millennia subsisted on traditional meat-based diets with very few vegetables and fruits, but they rarely experienced scurvy outbreaks, because it turns out that some raw meats are a pretty good source of vitamin C and lots of organ meat, like caribou liver, is naturally rich in it. However you get your vitamin C, your bloodstream is really good at distributing it around the body. But if you go 60 to 90 days without ingesting any, and your internal supply dips too low, scurvy will begin to take hold. At first, it's hardly noticeable. In the early stages, a person will feel lethargic, weak and achy. They may also experience weight loss and a reduced appetite. As time wears on, the symptoms get more grotesque, unless the person rights the ship by ingesting more vitamin C. Unchecked scurvy causes the gums to swell, bleed, and loosen the teeth at their roots. Pain breaks out in the joints and muscles. The skin loses its ability to form scar tissue, so old wounds may reopen, and new ones will refuse to heal. Internal bleeding causes splotchy marks to appear under the skin, and, deeper down, the bones themselves will become weak. If the disorder isn't treated, fevers arise and gangrene sets in. Slowly but surely, the person will die, often as the result of a fatal hemorrhage in the heart or brain. The explorer Robert Falcon Scott wrote that once late-stage scurvy has taken hold, quote, death is a merciful release. Scott famously died in the Antarctic in 1912, by which time scurvy had been a global nuisance for thousands of years. Hippocrates was aware of it, and an Egyptian document written in 1500 BCE describes the malady's symptoms. Scurvy was prevalent during the Crusades, when armies were made to march across vast distances with limited access to fresh fruits and vegetables. It also claimed a number of lives during the Irish potato famine and the American Civil War. Early seafarers, like the Phoenicians and the Vikings, carried fresh food on voyages, and they didn't report the disease. However, scurvy became associated with sailing when, uh, between around 1500 and 1800 CE, some two million sailors died of it. Scurvy was the leading cause of naval death at the time, outstripping battles and disasters. This was due to the poor diet of colonial-era sailors. They ate mainly food that wouldn't spoil on long voyages, like salted meats, hard biscuits, beer, and peas. No fresh fruits or veggies on the menu. Living conditions aboard ship were also cramped and damp, which worsened the disease, as research has shown that people need more vitamin C in cold, damp conditions. The affliction's prevalence on the high seas started to decline after 1747. Which is when Scottish physician James Lind conducted the world's first clinical trial to demonstrate that lemons and oranges could cure scurvy. He gave different groups of sailors a variety of treatments for scurvy, and the citrus eating group was the only one to recover. Although Lind wasn't the first person to suggest citrus as a cure, his published writings have been credited with spreading the knowledge. Some 40 years later, in 1795, the British Navy finally decreed that each sailor be given a daily ration of lemon juice, a later lime juice, and scurvy started to disappear from its fleet. Yet, despite the breakthroughs of Lind and other researchers, scurvy was never completely eradicated. Around the world, scurvy cases tend to pop up in communities where residents don't have reliable access to foods that are rich in vitamin C. For example, following a drought in 2017, an outbreak of the disorder occurred in Kenya. It's also been reported that a full 95% of the houseless population in Paris, France is vitamin C deficient, and therefore vulnerable. Over in the United Kingdom, the rate of scurvy-related hospital admissions rose by 27% between 2009 and 2014, with a corresponding increase in malnutrition. And in recent years, multiple cases of scurvy have been documented within the United States, usually in low-income populations. Children, elderly people, people with food allergies, and crash dieters may also be at risk of developing scurvy. But there is good news. Scurvy isn't hard to treat. Post-diagnosis, it could be remedied by increasing the patient's supply of vitamin C. One can usually expect to make a complete recovery after about three months and bleeding in the gums and skin can stop in as little as 24 hours after receiving treatment. Today's episode is based on the article, Scurvy, the Scourge of the High Seas, Remains at Large Today, on HowStuffWorks.com, written by Mark Mancini. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio in partnership with HowStuffWorks.com and is produced by Tyler Klang. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win.